welcome to another episode of Block Talk. I'm your host as always, Michael Block. We love a link tree because it's got all the ways you can help support Block Talk. Visit linktree.com slash michaelblocktalk to click on the links. We've got a link to Redbubble where you can purchase all of your Block Talk merchandise from t-shirts to mugs to hoodies to totes available in a variety of styles. Another link has all the platforms you can listen to the podcast, plus links to PayPal, buy me a coffee, should you feel the desire to, you know, tip a host. And as always, follow me on Instagram and TikTok at MichaelBlockTalk, on Twitter at BlockTalkNYC, and visit theaterthenow.com for latest news, reviews, and interviews. When they said supersized snatch game, they really just meant two because they slammed it within 44 minutes. And baby, that's hurting the queens more than your bottom line MTV. In a season that is overproduced like a TikTok video, we got the inevitable, a twin sink for their lives. So who prevailed? And why are the real friends of WeHo still the winner of this show? Spoiler, because they stole a half hour of our television program. It's time to talk all things Drag Race 15, and joining me is the world's premier Christina Aguilera impersonator with a little bit of pheromone on the side. It's Vicky DeVille. How are you? I'm great. How are you? Thanks for having me. I, 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 it's perfect. The timing of having you on this episode, knowing that you do Christina Aguilera better than Christina Aguilera. <laughs> yes, I, I love Christina. I, I get mistaken for her like all the time. Like, when I'm dressed up in any sort of blonde wig, whether it's for Gaga or Madonna, <laughs> like people are still screaming Christina from the back of the room. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. we're going to get to talk about Gaga later this episode, aren't we? We are. Oh yeah. With someone's terrible runway. Oh, I was, yeah, <laughs> we're going to get to that. All right, friends, this is the last time I'm going to do the slow version of this. Here is the disclaimer. This is an entertainment podcast. We are discussing reality TV show characters as presented to us through reality television production. We are shown what the editing of a television show wants us to see. We react to what is presented. Yes, these are real people that have been given the opportunity to go on television to share their craft, but they also have put themselves in a position to be discussed. What is said on the podcast is for entertainment to discuss a reality television show. Don't get rid of my Instagram, you fucking trolls. It happened this week. I mean... Oh, yeah, the trolls um, got uh, Mistress Isabel Brooks' Instagram deleted. What? Like, Are three you or four kidding? Days. Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. because of Untucked. How is that possible? Because the trolls report things that are not real, and Instagram just has an automated service, so it just goes, oh, this doesn't seem right. Bye. Oh, my God, that's terrible. Mm, don't we love social media? I'm too old for this shit. <sighs> same <laughs> we we've been on it for so long like decades at this point so it's just mm-hmm. like what's next <laughs> i i was on facebook the second year it became like a thing where you had to be in college that's how long i've been on social media i have people who've been on this podcast who are five years old when that happened wow and so um, speaking of getting older happy belated birthday i know it was thank you thank yes. you doesn't it feel um, good yes, to be 27? <laughs> yeah, it's so, oh my God, it feels so great. I love right. it. Uh, I think we are at the point now uh, where we do not discuss the age anymore. Like the number is um, when you pass that mid 30 point, you say, no, 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 numbers don't matter. Right, right. 
I, I try to dance around uh, the answer myself, but whenever I tell people my actual age, they're genuinely surprised. So same, same with me. And, and people are like, Oh my God, you look good for your age. I'm like, thank you. And I don't even have Botox yet. Yeah. I mean, I think that like our generation <laughs> of millennials are kind of redefining what it is to be in our mid thirties. So it's good true. For us. It really is true. Um, drag race 15 four episodes in three and a half whatever we're calling it i don't know uh how are we feeling how are you what's going on tell me your thoughts so i mean i'm i'm entertained i'm very much invested in this season um Mm -hmm. because i've known a bunch of these queens before they were cast on the show and i'm curious to get to know these queens that i don't know Um, but it's hard to get to know them with these really short episodes and also with 16 Queens that we started out with, it's just too much. Like we're not getting enough workroom banter. We're not getting enough, uh, confessionals and it's kind of leaving me like unfulfilled with my drag race episodes. Yeah. It's kind of crazy. And I'm going to say it many times throughout this podcast because I I'm really going to start now going through the beats that we are missing and and reminding people this is what we're missing and this is why it doesn't feel full. But this is the season where you don't eliminate anybody at the beginning. If you knew you're going to be shorter, let them all stay and then get like four episodes and be like, okay, now we can get rid of you because we understand who you are. Um, Yeah, a lot of behind the scenes things that I think once the season ends, there's going to be a lot of explanation, I'm sure, because right now you can't piss off um, the people paying your bills. So you can't piss off MTV. We can piss them off. <laughs> That's true. And they probably all have like signed like NDAs that they probably won't be able to say anything for like at least a year or so. Yeah, we'll go with a year. Uh, these NDAs, listen, apps just coming back from DragCon. They say once they're over, we say everything. And it's it's quite beautiful as a reporter. I love it. I will say Nice. That. <laughs> All right, let's get into it. Poppy is gone and they don't even try to read her mirror message because it was actually unintelligible. Um, it's Poppy. You knew Poppy when she was in New York, yes? Yes, I know Poppy. I am a huge fan of hers. Um, definitely one of the queens that I was most excited to see on the show. I was heartbroken when she got sent home because I know that she has so much to offer and I think Mm -hmm. she's so funny and even just watching her meet the queens like she like made me laugh out loud where a lot of these other queens were a little bit boring and bland I agree I think Poppy has um one of the most brilliant minds in a really fucked up way when it comes to right Yeah. And I don't think that was going to translate on the show, especially to Rue on MTV. Put it on logo. Oh, you can, Poppy gets away with murder, mm-hmm. not on MTV. So it, it, it's hard to be like, okay, you have a queen like Poppy. You're not going to have it work out for her because she's not the right queen for this show. Why even cast her right now? It's not the right time. I mean, we're, we're going to talk about other people who question mark why right now. Right. Um, I'm really, yeah. yeah. I think we were robbed because we didn't get mm-hmm. to see her snatch game. And I'm just hoping that eventually she'll post, you know, her looks that we never got to see or her snatch yeah. game, some imp- impersonations, because I know like a 
a lot of people would like to see it. So I agree. Well, Selena's feeling good because Poppy is gone. Well, why? Well, because it wasn't her. So no shade, no shade. It wasn't her. Now, Amethyst will say that she's gagged to still be there. And whether she thought it was an inside thought or not, the words us two came out of Selena's mouth. I mean, listen, she said what a lot of us were thinking. Um, The bitch is lucky that she has a minor storyline compared to like Irene and Poppy. Because let's be real, a romance with Robin is all that's keeping her around right now. I agree. Amethyst will say that she's known for her comedic timing, and to hear that is what she's messed up on is devastating, which I get. This is the problem with the current state of instant drag. People blow smoke up asses when it's not warranted. Mm, very true. That's the problem with Instagram and TikTok. All you have to do is get like, 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 like. It could be mediocre, but everyone loves it, and that makes people want it and it comes to my feed even though i don't want it Mm -hmm. sugar and spice will sit next to each other and selena who is apparently the only person who talks on the show will ask what it was like not working together sugar says her group got annoyed with her as she's used to working with spice and she had to check it in her group as not everyone works the way the twins do sugar is done apologizing for being too much was that her kiss of death um no, I don't think that was her kiss of death. Mm-hmm. Comes later. Yeah. That's fair. We do get a congratulations this week for Sasha Colby. Um, she has still got some tricks up her sleeves. And now, please welcome to the stage Delusiana, a.k.a. Lux Noir London, who firmly believes that she was the top two of the week, which I can almost categorically reveal um, she was not. It was, Lucy. It was totally Lucy. Lucy will try to, as nicely as she can, put Lux out of her delusion, but the girl is just not buying it. What do you make of Lux's aura on the show? I feel like the people that know her seem to be living, and the people who don't know her are not buying the attitude, and some are even calling it a brat in the worst way. What do you feel? How do you feel? So I don't know Lux personally. We have worked together once um mm-hmm. a few months ago so i did get to meet her um i think she's great on the show and i love that she's like her own biggest cheerleader and i think like as a drag queen being in a competition like that's what you have to do you have to hype yourself up you have to like you know be your your own biggest fan so yeah. i totally get what she's doing and you know it's also an intimidation factor for the other girls and even if they don't agree with her like you need to have that little bit of delusion to kind of sure get through this crazy competition that you're in. So I think it's great. I think I know people don't like comparing Queens, but I watch all the shows. So I have to do it, but character arc, um, character type, character trait wise, the person I think we can closely tie her to is someone like Miss Versalicious on Candace Drag Race 3, where there was that sense of delusion. There was that sense of youth, but the difference is, and maybe it's because of editing and time wise, we always had Pierce Delicious apologize later for the things that came out of her mouth. We're not getting that from Lux. And I think that's where the quite the little differences between the two of them. Hmm. I don't think, I, honestly, like I'm like, so like Queens are just apologizing for like everything that they say these days. Cause I, mm-hmm. I, I know that the internet trolls are terrible and I can't imagine what it's like to deal with this on a daily basis, but I think Candy Muse tweeted something like recently where she's just like, stop apologizing for everything. Just like say what you mean, 
hold mm-hmm. your ground and then yeah. that's it. People have to get over it. And yeah, it, no, and, and it's totally true. I mean, again, there are people who agree with Lux and the things she says, there are people who don't. And that's okay because we all have our different opinions and that's why we watch the show. Right. Now, Lucy wants a win, and that was the foreshadowing of this episode. Of course, this was going to be a Lucy-centric episode. But Sasha is sitting pretty on top, but knows some of the girls are feeling the pressure to be seen. Girl, it's not their fault. Blame MTV, literally. Like, how the hell are we supposed to know a cast of 16 in 44 minutes? Right. That line, when, that, when she said that, I was like, ooh, people are going to read you, MTV. We on to you. <laughs> it's another day of trauma. Welcome back, ladies. Today we are in fact going to allow the queens to sit around the table. Why? Because Spice has a joke. Buckle <laughs> up, it's a good one. Amethyst, <laughs> do you play baseball? Because you know, three strikes and you're out. Ooh. Roll by. Um, now Spice will throw Mistress from the bus here saying that she made her do it. Do we believe her? Probably, because Spice is not that smart. It, the, the joke was such a dad joke um and the totally. delivery was like almost like verbatim how mistress probably told her to say it oh which my is kind gosh. of funny um <laughs> then the door opens we did get our congrats and table talk this week but no alarm why are we cutting all the bits and bobs that can make drag race special no running to the door saying oh my god what, what why yeah we're missing that like um you already better had hers or whatever with the mail like the teaser mm-hmm. when they were all standing around the tv trying to figure out what's what, coming exactly. next now before we go on rue category is gay animals as rue is sporting a zebra inspired suit that is pink and orange and black and sparkly and has a zebra head on the soldier uh why would you wear that would you wear that that look I, I liked it. I mean, I'm a big fan of zebra. I'm a Jersey mm-hmm. girl. I love being animal print, some pink, some sequins, all about it. Now, for those who watch Drag Race UK and Down Under, Rue is so much more reserved on those shows when it comes to the looks in the workroom. Do you think it's because Rue had Zaldi here in the US and that's why she's freakier in the looks? Or do you think those markets require her to wear, you know, like proper attire? Mm. Probably. I, I haven't really seen too many of the international seasons mm-hmm. i've watched some of uk um but i i'm sure that she has like stylists that she works with that kind of tailor her suits to kind of fit yeah. the the brand of the show absolutely i would love to know what rue wears on a day off i really really want to know how rue dresses herself um that purple latex mask and robe probably there it is probably <laughs> now rue reveals that it is time to play a snatch game it's a double dose two and one 14 contestants largest snatch game ever this early why why are we doing it this early i have no idea uh, like is it because of how bad it bombed last year so rue's like i want at least five good people no, because the reason that they bomb is because they all talk over each other. It's mayhem. Nobody knows how to improv. Like, I think it would be more successful with less people, like have six on the panel. Like it would be so much more entertaining and funny if it was less people having to play off each other rather than just like shoving them all in there to like see what everyone's wearing. Yeah, 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 yeah. So um, they'll be playing it in two rounds, two different cast of characters. Um, how is it going to be split up? Well, apparently how you're standing in the room. 
set up? I think so. Uh, we will have in group one, Mistress, Nitra, Robin, Marsha, Malaysia, Selena, and Lux. In group two, Sugar, Spice, Jax, Amethyst, Lucy, Sasha, and Aura. Now, Snatch Game. I feel like I know the answer, but who would you do for Snatch Game? I have thought long and hard about who I would do. And I think I have too many ideas, but the obvious answer would be Christina Aguilera. Absolutely. So the predicament is looking like her is a piece of cake. Mm -hmm. It would, the, the challenge would be having to like comedically answer questions as Christina. So it would be a lot of the, like singing in there, Mm -hmm. but like, you'd kind of have to make her a little bit like dirtier. So like you have to answer like a little bit raunchier kind of like, you'd have to play her as a character. Like you couldn't just be a Christina. So obviously that was on my list of people to do. I also think Kristen Wiig would be like a great character for me. Absolutely. Like specifically, you know, in Bridesmaids when she Mm -hmm. on the airplane with the sunglasses, you know. Into um, a Dunice reveal. Into a what? A Dunice reveal. Is that from SNL? Yes, the character with the big forehead and little hands. Oh my God. (laughs) That would be great. That would be great. Um, yeah, those, those, I thought about those two. I also thought about, um, like Lisa Vanderpump. I'm a big of course, of course. housewives fan. And I just think whenever anyone tries to do an accent, whether it's, if it sounds real or not, I think it's just funny. So you can yeah. pretty much like get away with any answer as long as you answer it in a funny accent. So those would be well, like this, top three choices. This leads me to the question, what makes Snatch Game successful? We're going to get Sasha Colby's answer later on. And I think she was very much on to something. But after watching as much Drag Race as we do, what do you as a viewer find to be successful? I think a successful Drag Race is, A, you have to look like the character. Like, I need to see a still photo of the panel and know who you are immediately. Yeah. That's one. Two, I would say you have to have a funny answer to the questions. It doesn't have to be a match, you know, it just has to be a funny, it wouldn't even have to be something that the character would say in real life. It just has to be like a witty, funny answer. And then it actually has to fill in the blank. Right. You have to fill in the blank. And then you either have to be able to like, um, volley with the other characters, like a nice little back and forth, or you have to give some sort of backstory the way Jinx Monsoon would just kind of like go off into characters rambling about stories Mm -hmm. and times of the past, just in character. So I think you just need to make it memorable. Like that would be a successful snatch game. I I mean, I have definitely assisted people in their choices when they're getting ready for the show when they're putting on uh, an audition tape Mm -hmm. um and it's not necessarily like who you think is funny or who you think you look like you have to have a fully realized bit um and i've definitely seen some audition tapes where i'm like you don't get snatch game you you can't just do it what you're doing um, and, and I think we're falling into that trap. The more we're, we're getting Drag Race, the more it's exposing the holes um, that make Snatch Game not as 
successful as it used to be. And part of that, which we're going to discuss in this episode, is repeat characters. You either got to be better than the first one or you're not going to work out. And that's exactly. something we're going to, we're, we're falling into the trap of. Right. But it's time to start prepping the characters. And with the cast of 14, I'm sure we're bound to know at least one or two of the people they're impersonating. Maybe three or four. Okay, fine. Probably all of them. Um, first up, we learned that Sasha will be doing Jan Crouch. And I'm like, yep, no, no clue. Did not know that. And she's an evangelical religious broadcaster, um, basically like Tammy Faye with pink hair and a little dog. Okay. Didn't know who she was. Did you know who she was? I did not know who she was either. Yeah, but no. I, through Sasha, like it got me curious to know who this person is. And mm-hmm. I definitely got a feel for who she was through Sasha's snatch game. Absolutely. Lux reveals she will be doing Amanda Lepore. And I immediately put my head in my hands asking, but why? <laughs> um, she will be asked if it makes her nervous that Trinity has already done it before. And Lux... And that confidence says no, because she didn't do a good job. I'm sure she didn't mean it that way, right? She's just being funny. Uh, I feel She's like making enemies Trinity, all over Trinity the place with the alumni. Trinity didn't get enough screen time as Amanda. Neither did Lux. Neither uh, did Lux. But I, I, like, I thought Lux's look was excellent. Mm-hmm. I was actually genuinely surprised when I saw her. I was like, wow, it's Amanda. Yeah. Um, and I actually thought she gave really funny answers. So I actually, I liked her, Amanda. Lucy is asked if she will be doing Dolly and she says no, as was already shown and a success. She's doing Joan Rivers, who she is more known for. Um, now Drag Race fans, we will know that this will be Joan Rivers' second appearance as she was portrayed by Jimbo on Famous Drag Race season one. And she did extremely well, so... Lucy knew what she was doing, but she knew it was a massive risk. Um, Joan is an icon, and Lucy knows the pressure's on. Spice says she was born to be Miley Cyrus in Snatch Game. Literally, she was born for this moment. Sugar will be taking on internet pop star sensation Trisha Paytas. Sugar knows the internet people always bomb into obliviation, which is a new word Sugar just made up, but she (gasps) believes she's ready to change that. I watch when I take my notes with the the captions on. I didn't catch it the first time, but when they put in quotations, obliviation, I was like, oh, she's not smart. I kind of love it, though. I want to add it to my vocabulary. You should. I would love to blast some people into obliviation. (laughs) (laughs) Now, Sugar calls Trisha Paytas a meme queen internet troll of our generation, which is factual. And and she should give her all the goods for a good snatch game if you know it actually how to do the challenge properly. Uh, are you a Trisha Paytas fan? I am not. I've never really seen any of her YouTube videos or I don't follow her, but I know who she is. She's like very much on my timeline. She's insane. She's literally insane. Always. Um, so are we critiquing the, the characters as you go down the line? Or are we just going to talk about oh, it? We'll, we'll save it because we, okay. we'll, we'll go through them. Okay. Um, the girls in the room will note that the twins are in the same group. And yeah, that was a setup. Jax knows it's going to be chaotic with them. Um, and that you know, based on that second episode, that like Jax and the twins are going to be a plot line. Like it was going to happen. Aura has revealed that she'll be doing Coconut Water Connoisseur Bretman Rock. Uh, now, I did not know of him, but I knew of him and I cannot figure out why I knew the name. Uh, so if someone wants to figure out and tell me how I knew who Bretman Rock was, I will be so happy. 
didn't know. Nope. He is an over-the-top YouTube star who happens to be Filipino and Aura can relate to him. Mistress will be taking on the plus-size comedian Rosie O'Donnell. I have to say, brilliant choice. I'm shocked it took 15 seasons for Rosie to make an appearance. Right. That was a great, great choice. Great choice. Uh, she's going to channel her inner New Yorker, and I would like to assist Mistress on her accent for future engagements. <laughs> Choices. Malaysia reveals that she'll be doing Saucy Santana. And once again, I still do not know who that is, even after Jada Shada Hudson did it on Canvas Drag Race 3 this past year. Um, Malaysia relates to Saucy as he is very hood and bougie. Are you um, familiar with the work of Saucy Santana? No. Yeah, um, it's clearly a generational thing, isn't it? Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) Selena has a pregnant belly as she is about to piss off a lot of religious people doing the Virgin Mary BC. Uh, She'll be doing it as a horny virgin. Uh, Not overtly blasphemous, but just enough as she says as she spits on the pregnancy belly. Um, Now, the light bit in her confessional was quite funny. God isn't telling you not to do the Virgin Mary. The producers are because... (laughs) Um, Are you familiar with the work of the Virgin Mary? Yes, I am. Okay, that one you know, that one you know. But again, like, I wish I had known what her other choices were if they had some time to talk about it in the workroom. Thank you. Oh, we're going to talk about this shortly. Oh, we're going to talk about it shortly. Now, before I begin, I do want to post something to you. Now, this Snatch Game was ripe with repeat characters, some of them coming from the U.S. version of the show, some of them from the international show. Again, we had Lux doing Amanda Lepore, which was done by Trinity in season nine. Lucy doing Joan Rivers, which was done by Jimbo and Canada's Drag Race 1. Jack's doing the Mona Lisa, which was done by Hugasio Cujente on Drag Race Espana 1. Malaysia doing Saucy Santana, which will be done by Jada Shada Hudson on Canada's Drag Race 3. Yes, we've had repeats before, but it's gotten to the point where all we're going to do is start comparing, contrasting. And with four repeats in one episode, you almost have to wonder how much research was done or how much of a coincidence um, this was, or just how much confidence these queens have in their choices. To be fair to Malaysia, Drag Race, um, Canada's Drag Race season three did not air by the time she was at filming, so she would not have known it was a repeat. If you knew someone had already done the character you wanted to do, but you knew you could slay it, would you do it? My answer is yes, but you have to change it. You can't do the same character. For example... I think it would be totally acceptable if like, for example, Ginger Minge did Adele and she did an amazing Adele. And I think she won Snatch Game for that. She did. But Adele then and Adele now are two completely different personas. Anita Wiggle bombed it. Didn't work. Right. So I think it's okay to do a repeat character, but you have to make it your own. Right, because there are different iterations of certain people. And like there, if and you if you did like Kesha now, it would not be like what Detox did. Right. Kesha's evolved. She's a little right. bit more hippier. Right. People evolve. So I, I totally think it's okay to do a repeat character, but it 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 has to be evolved as well. Right. But again, but there are now characters like um Judy Garland, you can't touch. No one's ever going to be able to do Judy Garland ever again because it was done perfect. Perfect. Right. Um, Liza Minnelli has been done three times. Two out of three times, the people who did it won. Is it because Liza is just that easy to do? Yeah. <laughs> is someone doing it a fourth time going to make it any better? Probably not. So I would right. advise don't do Liza. Right. Um, 
But then you have someone like Mrs. Kasha Davis, whose Liza is probably better than all three people who've already done it. If she, I don't know, happens to be on the show again and does Liza, is that a bad thing? I don't know. It's a really interesting Cats 22. Right. You got to lean into your strengths. That's really Mm -hmm. the best thing to do. If you know you can do a good Liza, do Liza, but you have to do it better and different. Absolutely. Uh, You alluded to it. Let's talk about it. Missing before the Snatch Game was Rue's walkthrough. Now, I know it's usually fodder and really one way to reveal the whys and hows the characters came about. Sometimes it is Rue trying to force someone to change characters, but I feel like the actual challenge felt off without us learning about the character choices. Did you miss the walkthrough? Absolutely. I would have loved to seen um, the other choices that the Queens had brought. Um, I would have loved to hear Rue's feedback regarding their choices. You know, some of the best moments in Drag Race is when uh, Rue asks them a question and they just like, have a blank stare or like say mm-hmm. something stupid. Like I'm missing so many of those moments. Or you have Rue being uh, like, oh, who are you doing, Raja? I'm going to do Latoya Jackson. And then Rue giving her the actual lines that she will use in Snapchat. <laughs> right. Yeah, you know, we miss those moments. Right. Here's how we're going to do things. We will discuss the two Snatch games as two separate groups. Rather than going beat by beat, we're going to go character by character. Additionally, we're going to give each queen a ranking from one to 10 being the high 10 being the highest to see who we would have had as our top two. Now, the art directors of this episode are the real winners of the night as they created the little desks for our contestants to sit at. And with the contestants (laughs) being the pit crew and the desks having a big old slot to see their manhood. Thank you. On behalf of all the thirsty gays out there. Thank you. Um, That was so funny. That was hilarious. They were like such fish out of water, like having to speak on camera. <laughs> it's so weird. I was like, I, did, I thought y'all were mute. I didn't know you could talk. Yeah. In our first game, we have Bruno, who has been on the show for six seasons. And that did not make sense in my mind. I was like, six seasons? I didn't tell you that. Uh, we also have the man behind Diesel O'Hara, the Daytona wins. Uh, but really, it's the guy who spun the wheel. It's Calix. Um, Also, the two of them did not know how this game worked. <laughs> Had no ideas. Didn't know what to do. You think six years at, at the same workplace, you might pick up on right. things. Yeah, or you would think, hey, I'm ca- being called on set tomorrow to do this. Maybe I should like watch an episode. Yeah. Crazy. All right, let's start with Marsha, Marsha, Marsha as Tim Gunn. I think the look, spot on. The voice is perfect. The mannerisms were on point. This was a very clever choice for Snatch Game. And I believe if we didn't have 14 contestants in this episode, Perhaps we would be talking about Marsha's Tim Gunn as a high-ranking entry in Snatch Game history. I agree. I loved it. I thought it was hilarious. I thought it was original. Um, I thought she had witty, quick answers. She was in character the whole time. The look was excellent. Mm-hmm. I would and there was that. makeup on her face. <laughs> yeah. And she actually <laughs> like colored in her brows to look yeah. like Tim Gunn brows. Uh, so let's talk about some of the moments she had. Tim Gunn's fashion trends of the season were the Speedos, and yes, they were scandalous. And I would like you to in a Speedo, please. Anyone would like to send me one, I will take one. Um, now, the first question Tim Gunn gets is about Candy Muse and her edible underwear. The execution of the answer was very in line with Tim Gunn and also allowed the list bit to happen without her being mean about it. Um, and no, I will not be buying a saliva-flavored candy. Candy Muse did not make that work. 
Um, but yeah, that's basically all we really got from Marsha. She didn't get enough screen time for us to really know why she was high placed. Right. I I do remember uh, Pheromone commenting about Snatch Game. She did Gigi Gorgeous. And mm-hmm. I remember her saying, when you're filming it, you think you're going to have so much time. And you really only get like your introduction and maybe one or two questions. So you have to get as much as you can in that short amount of time. Absolutely. And when you double the game and shorten the episode, it goes by even faster, I'm sure. I'm going to give Marsha's Tim Gunn an 8.5. Honestly, I'm going to give it an 8.5 as well. All right. All right. I'm here for that. Um, what is that? I can't do math. I think she could have placed high in this episode, but we also have to consider the runways, which we will talk about later, I'm sure. All right, Lux Noir London as the Mandalapore. I think the look was there. Um, it's very hard to look like Amanda without a plethora of prosthetics nowadays, um, and without being overtly rude about it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was a bold move and her line of, I was answering my other pair of lips. Very smart, very funny, Hilarious. in a very witty way. Yes, agreed. Now, her first question will have to do with Michelle Visage um, and being on the left side of the road, being in Britain, blah, 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 blah. The answer they were looking for was Vogue. But before we get the answer, Amanda will be like, I don't know much about Miss Michelle Visage, which is essentially pulling a bend of creme as Maggie Smith but it just didn't work because you can't always just regurgitate shit on the show without context because the reality is Amanda Lepore, Michelle Visage, they probably crossed paths before. They probably know each other. Uh, so when we get to her answer, it, it was like, but you should know something about her, especially being in nightlife, whatever. Um, that being said, the answer, it's my hair looks fierce, which doesn't answer the actual question. And that's not how you make Snatch Game work, which we alluded to earlier. Um, she is just very lucky there were some massive duds in the other group. Otherwise, I think Lux might have been in a little bit of trouble. What are your thoughts? Let's disagree. I love it. I, I really liked it. Honestly, I like it was a risk doing it, but I think that she made it her own for sure. Yeah. I loved the pussy lips joke. Hysterical. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I, I thought it was successful. So I would, I, when she says later in untucked that she placed like high safe, like I fully <laughs> agreed with that. All right. What's your number? Give her a number. Um, I'm going to give it an eight. All right. I'm going to give her a six. All right. So we're a little disagreement and that's fine. That's fine. Okay. Next up is Malaysia baby doll Fox as saucy Santana. From the research I did last time I had to discuss Saucy Santana, the look is right. Um, I think her Saucy Santana was far superior than Jada Shetta Hudson's um, by miles. miles. That's because the voice worked better here. And I believe she was playing a character as opposed to Jada who was playing Jada. Um, the gummy line, very funny, paired well with the lips line from Amanda. So I don't know if that was like, all right, I'm going to keep the banter on, but very, very smart. What did you think? I could not get past the pubic hair beard that she had on. It was so distracting. I don't remember anything she said. I still don't know who this saucy Santana is. Um, All I remember is that pubic hair beard. (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) 
that's fine because I, I when you said you couldn't get past that, I was like I know what she's gonna say I know what she's gonna say um now Saucy will get to answer the Michelle question it says walking like a dog now clearly Malaysia can't find a meme if it if like the duck walked past her and like slapped her in the face like it's about the duck you have to walk the duck but mistress will get the memo and that's why mistress just punched a card to the finale when she picks up as Rosie what about the duck that was it right Rue right. was like, yes, you know what my show wants. Yes, yes. more duck talk. <laughs> um, have you walked that fucking duck yet? Oh, uh, no, I have not. <laughs> That's all right. It's all right. My knees will not allow me to do that. Yeah, I'm, I'm too old. <laughs> I have brittle bones. Same. All right, I'm going to give Malaysia, uh, uh, I'll be nice. I'll give her a 7.5. She didn't really get that much screen time. Yeah, I'm going to give her a 6. All right, that's fair. That's fair. All right, so far, Marsha is winning this round. Next up is Mistress Isabel Brooks as Rosie O'Donnell. Uh, the look is classic Rosie, and I think Mistress had the wit that we know Rosie to have. The voice, it could have used some workshop. Agreed. As far as the performance, it was quite strong. She was quite good at the banter and taking the moments when they were deserved. Um, the first being calling Virgin Mary Michelle Visage. Easy, smart, low-hanging fruit, but it worked. Rose is going to say that the underwear for Candy Muse tastes like nuts, which will prompt Amanda Lepore to say that she hasn't tasted a pair of nuts she didn't like, which gets Rosie to tell her to take a lick of saucy Santanas. That's how you do the banter. Hilarious. That's how you make it work. Yes. Um, now, Rue will say to Rosie that she's played this game before. Mistress will slip up big time and say that she's played tax evasion, which prompts her to fall into another choice of hers, which was... Abby Lee Miller. <laughs> we would have known this if we had our walkthroughs. Absolutely. And honestly, otherwise, looking, out of context, you're like, what? Yeah. But looking at this photo, like of her as Rosie, she, you could have told it's me like, it's I mean, Abby Lee Miller and I, I would have believed you. Absolutely. Uh, the only thing that would have been different is she would have used probably her own accent because she's from the South. Now, Rosie will say you can't take, you can take the whore out of Jersey, but you can't take Jersey out of the whore. So she says soliciting. Uh, did you take offense to that? Uh, no, because I honestly say it all the time. I mean, I say it a little bit differently. I always say you could take the girl out of Jersey, but you can never take the Jersey out of the girl. Um, but this was a this was a great version of it. Yeah. I might have to start using this from now on. You should. And then it just gets better with the whole Merle Ginsburg bit. Uh, has anyone seen Merle? Is she still alive? Does she still exist? I have no idea. Yeah, neither do I. I'm going to give Mistress an eight. Yeah, I'm going to give Mistress a nine. All right. Good job. Good job, Mistress. You're doing very well. Next up, Anitra as Gorgina, Gorgina Ramsey. I personally do not like when we flip the gender on a character. Either do Gordon Ramsey or do someone else. It defeats the purpose of the challenge. Kim Chi, you ruined it for everybody. Honestly, I fully agree. I don't like these totally made up characters. Like, if you're going to be Gordon Ramsey, be Gordon Ramsey. Like, don't try to change the name or, like, change the the persona, essentially. And, did you, like, I didn't get any Gordon Ramsay from it whatsoever. No, because so Gordon Ramsay's You're not going to do the look. You're not going to do the voice. You're not going to, like, get the jokes. Like, I was, I was expecting more from her, and I was definitely let down. Yeah. Um... I will give it to Anitra for the terrible accent and then answering that she's from Nevada. That was very funny. That was a quick, easy bit to do. Yes. Uh, it made yeah. Rue laugh, which is basically part of the game. 
Now, she does answer the question about Candy's edible underwear as it is an unsightful place for food and says it tastes like shite. Gross. She could have found some sort of funnier food-related joke that right. Gordon Ramsay has said. Or make it an outrage. Gordon Ramsay would be furious yes, about that. For sure. I'll she give her a 6.5. Yeah, I'll give her a 6.5 because she did make Rue laugh and that obviously is a big part of this game. So 6.5, I'm being generous. I'm going to give it a five. All right, all right. Next up is Robin Fierce as Karen Huger. And I apologize, I do not know the work of Real Housewives Karen Huger. Um, are you familiar with her? So I'm a major Housewives fan. And I actually had a, like, I said to my friends watching episode one, how shook I was that Robin Fierce, it looks like so like cute and young, like out of drag. But when she's in drag, she legit looks like, like a real housewife, like yeah. in her like late thirties, early forties, like a refined, like mm-hmm. rich housewife woman, like yeah. the, honestly, the, um, the transformation is incredible. So I thought that this was an excellent choice um, for character. However, I don't remember a single thing that she said. Yeah. Um, for me, as far as the look and the aura, she is the grand dame, which was very much in her wheelhouse. Um, again, we're going to have another one talking about lips down there, but she had vaginal rejuvenation. And sadly, it was a bit that just was not laugh out loud funny. Um, good impersonation, but just lacked the ha ha's. Yeah. Um, and then her answer for the edible underwear was ham hocks, which I believe was a bit from Real Housewives of Potomac at some point. Mm-hmm. It just didn't land in this yeah. iteration of the show. Right. Um, and again, I really like Robin Fierce and she's getting a really weird edit on this show. I can't figure out what they're doing with her. Um, I'll give her a six. I will give her a six as well. All right. And finally, in this round, we have Selena Cities as Virgin Mary. Uh, this could have been a knockout, but Selena just went off the rocker from the start to finish. Though her mug was very stunning. I'll give her that. Her, her beat was beautiful. She basically made the Virgin Mary ghetto, which is a choice. Right. So when you do a character like the Virgin Mary, you can really make it whatever you want because nobody knows. Right who she is or what, like, nobody knows, like, you know, how she speaks or you, you can make a character of it. Like that's your opportunity. Um, however, it did get a little desperate toward the end. And I think whenever a housewife has to get up and stand up out of their, sorry, not a housewife. What am I, what am I saying? <laughs> whenever, um, a snatch game character has to get up out of their seat in the panel. It's just like the kiss of death. It's just like yeah. a desperate, like, cry for attention and it just completely turned me off to this whole character virgin mary will call candy music center so she says the underwear tastes like the devil which gets tim dunn to say that the devil is in the raw edge as she calls out slaying <laughs> slaves it was very accurate uh because they were fraying they were um, that was funny but to take back the moment virgin mary will puke and suddenly be pregnant call the paramedic um do, did we need her water to break? Would that would have made it funny? Like, I don't know. How, how could she have salvaged this moment? 
I have no idea, honestly. Like because once Rue was like, it wasn't me, we're not playing yes and anymore. Like the bit's done and she still right. tried to keep it up. Right. She should have, I don't know. She should have played the character a little bit differently. She should have been like, you know, she's the Virgin Mary, like play mm-hmm. her as like a hoe, you know? Yeah. Like e- e- do like what Alaska did with Mae West. Like right. Right. It, this was just kind of like screaming and I don't know. Now, according to the Virgin Mary, Michelle has been doing Kegels, which Mary has been doing the entire time. Get the baby out of her. And Mary is a freak from down the street and it just did not work. I will give her a five. Yeah, five. I liked right. the look. She looked gorgeous, but there was nothing else. Yeah, I agree. That was entertaining about it. Next up, game two. In this game, our players are everyone's favorite straight boy, Ginger, and rocket scientist, Bryce. Next, we also have Asaf, who is from Israel and has a Superman curl. And I could not tell you the last time he was on the show. Has he ever been on? Who is he? What? what? Who's Asaf? No idea. Like, this guy's people coming out of the pit crew, like, out of nowhere. Literally. All right, like, let's hey, go through. Who's on set today? <laughs> <laughs> Lucy LaDuca as Joan Rivers. I think the shorter episode in the cast of 14 destroyed Lucy's chances of being in the top 10, perhaps even top five Snatch Game performances of all time. This was so unfair. Her impersonation was impeccable. The voice was perfect. The comedy was fire. This is when I want the raw footage to see what was left on the cutting room floor. She was brilliant. Yes, amazing. Everything was excellent. Joan Rivers is a great character. I'm glad that she didn't do Dolly again because that would that would have right. been a waste of airtime. And she's been done on Snatch Game already. Not yeah, done well, but she's been done before. Mm-hmm. Um, she absolutely nailed the look. You just showed me a picture. I know exactly who it is. The detail to this character was amazing. The jokes were hilarious. I think it was great. What Lucy did so well is play off of everyone on that stage. When when Jan says that she had prayers for her, she did the whole, oh God, it burns bit. And it was no longer about Sasha Colby. She took the moment and Lucy LaDuca ran with it. Um, That's how you do it. It's literally how you do it. Like the first question, we get to learn that Joan Rivers has had a team of rocket scientists working on her face for years. She's been pulled so many times. She put a tampon in her chin. Funny. Also, we learned that Bryce has never watched this show or rocket scientists, my ass. Like, come on. You, you know that you say your answer before they do. Come on, Bryce. I know you're straight, but you love this show. Not just because it gives you a good fancy paycheck. Come on, Bryce. We learned that um, Joan Rivers' middle name is that bitch. And while she answers wrong by saying work out with each other, she zooms right past it and says that the super Jew also won the biggest loser. She won't say he was fat, but she saw him put mayonnaise on an aspirin hilarious brilliant yeah um now we're gonna learn from super jew that his answer is tickle their bags on the new spicy glamazonian anyways but according to joan what's worse than flying sex with her ex-husband what part of joan does edgar find funny he'd rather not find her at all what's his favorite position the neighbor's house she was on fire yeah and And then when she did give you the answer we'll get to it but it's miley's foam finger not because that she wanted to answer that but she wanted to make fun of the dumb bitch in front that's mm-hmm. how you do snatch game right and she answered every question like this as if joan rivers wrote the answers for her right like it was the same exact sense of humor um it was just so well-rounded 
it was great. It, it was so smart. It was so well done. Lucy, congratulations. You get a 9.5. I can't give you the 10 because Jigs Monsoon owns that 10 and no one's going to get there. It's a 9.5. Right. I agree. Like my 10 standard would be like a Jinx Monsoon, Vendela Creme, Bob the Drag Queen. I would give Lucy a nine. But honestly, right. if she had more air airtime, it could have, we could have seen more. I agree. It sucks. It sucks for her, but you know what? We're going to see more of Lucy doing Joan Rivers on tour, I'm sure. Yeah. Next up is Sasha Colby as Jan Crouch. I like that Sasha pushed herself to play someone out of her comfort zone, and I appreciate that. Do I want to go find out who that crazy lady was? Yeah, I do. Yeah. I sure do. Um, I think she could have leaned into the Southern drawl even further um, because I did watch a couple clips about Jan Crouch, and she definitely does have that Tammy Faye slow drawl. She didn't really have that. Um, her answer that she gets to answer is about Ross Matthews took a DNA test and he is 100% glitter, according to Bryce. But Jan Kraut says she knows Brother Ross. He is 100% a sodomite. That's funny. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, it's true. Um, but that's it. We didn't get much from her. Right. Yeah. She, she actually said somewhere that she was happy that they cut her part. Well, that's what I'm wondering. Do you think they saved her in a, in a way? Like, did she, do you think she did worse than they wanted us to see? I mean, I'm sure there are plenty of times people say stuff when they're filming that they're like, please cut this. So it worked out in her favor this time. I'm going to give Sasha Colby a 7.5. Uh, yeah, I'm going to give her a seven. I really liked the look. Um, I definitely didn't know who it was going into it. And I had a total sense of who it was after, um, the one answer she gave was funny. Um, but I do agree like any chance to like do an accent, even if it's bad, it will just add to the entertainment value. All right. Jackson Mona Lisa. I was terrified about this one. When I saw the previews for this episode, I've watched Hugasio Crujente on Drag Race España bomb this character because there's just not much to do with Mona Lisa. But when Rue says, can you flash me that Mona Lisa smile and Jax does the tongue bit, it's priceless. It was great. Rue got a meme out of it and Jax found safety. I'm sorry, that's just how the show works nowadays. Give Rue a meme and you get to do whatever you want. That's literally all she had to do (laughs) to ensure safety. It was so easy. Um, I was worried because that's something that Miley would do, but she got to do it first. So yep. Jax, congrats, you were on the top row. Um, <laughs> now, Mona Lisa will get to do an answer. Um, that is, if Trisha Paytas shuts the fuck up and doesn't flub a picture's worth a thousand words. Um, are there rules for this game or are the non-twins supposed to just go with the flow and realize that the twins are the whole season? Wait, say that one more time. <laughs> are there rules or do the people who are not the twins just have to go with the flow and let the twins do whatever the twins want to do? Because that's why they're cast on the show. No, I think that the twins can just kind of like, they just started rambling at some point where they completely forgot about every other person there. Um, it was just the two of them back and forth, back and forth. And some and I felt who was sitting in between them that I just felt oh my god it was yeah, so I just felt so bad for her because she would have been the one that had to be like say something yeah. to shut the whole thing down because the two of them would have just gone on and on and on and hijacked and we'll get to how she was able to stay in character and still shut them down very right. smartly 
Right. Uh, but thankfully for Jax, we did have Joan Rivers, who was going to cut off Trisha Paytas to allow Mona Lisa to answer. And whatever the accent Jax used, it was what it was. Uh, but she will say to Bryce, uh, like a work of art, and answers, oil-based paint. Uh, it's a match. Very funny. Um, I, I think she did well. I was, I was not expecting Jax to do well in this challenge. Um, as someone who has judged Jax in a Snatch Game character situation in Iconic, <laughs> I remember. Uh, so what I was a little worried what did she here. Do? Then, what did she do? What did she end up doing? Uh, I know for the performance, she did Serena Williams. Um, I don't remember who it was, but she the, it was the improv. She she knows. She, she's aware. But yeah. she did very well here because she, again, I don't know it was cut because we only got 10 seconds of her, but everything that she did present was good. So I'll give her a seven. Yeah, I think she 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 played it cool. She kind of didn't start talking over people or try to like just start saying something or rambling just to get screen time or attention. I think she kind of like understood that like have your moment, mm -hmm. stick out your tongue, give your answer. And then she just like, just let the, the, the house kind of burn down around her. Literally. All right. I'm giving her a seven on this one. Um, I'm going to give her a seven also. All right. Okay. Sugar as Trisha Paytas. Uh, wow. This could have been really good if Sugar knew what the point of Snatch Game really was. Uh, she didn't look like her. In fact, I think she looks like a glammed up Derek Barry. Oh my gosh. Yeah. She was way too pretty and like put together to be Trisha Paytas. I would have never known that that was her character just by never. a photo. Like she needed um, to like smudge that makeup. Like she needed to give herself cheeks. She needed to make herself look ugly. Yeah. Yeah. But she needed to like mess up the hair. She needed like a slice of like day old pizza. Like there was a lot missing to this look. Now, she will get to answer a question about the Glamazonian Airways. She answers Jesus. It makes no sense, but she will claim that they have a very special connection as she rubs her nips, and it just made no sense. Um, Sugar, I'm going to say you are the worst, one of the worst ever in Snatch Game. You get a one. <laughs> um, I feel terrible. Um, I think Sugar, like, I actually, like, think sugar's like very entertaining mm -hmm. in the workroom i was a dying laughing episode one where she was just rambling like are you a porch person or are you a bike ride person because i'm both and i'm like what is she talking about like right i just think maybe if she had played a different character it could have been more successful like Absolutely. a character that was more like sugar's personality um but sadly this P trisha paytas was just a bad choice for her so yeah i'm gonna give it like a three all right next up amethyst as tan mom i don't know if amethyst has a theater background or if she practiced how to do snatch game but amethyst took on tan mom and it worked she made her over the top without being obscene and really parodied her in a weird way like she is this weirdo mm -hmm. uh, it is a bit of an outdated reference um but she does seem to make her way into the news now and then Right. Do you remember I, Tan Mom? Of course I remember I have Tan to. Mom. Hello, I'm from New Jersey. <laughs> I'm going to be Tan Mom in a few years. <laughs> <laughs> um, I come from a family of tan people. <laughs> that's fair, we, that's fair. We, I, I say that we're tanorexic because we literally just like lie out in the sun like all summer. Like we're Sicilian. So like we're mm -hmm. just, if 
we're hardwired to be on the beach. Um, so uh, I think this was a like a totally unique idea. Yes. Um, the voice was hilarious. As soon as it was like tan mom, and she was just like, hey, I, we were laughing already. Yeah. Um, the only critique that I would give the look was that I think she could have had a more ridiculous hairdo, like one yeah. of those kind of like short, messy, mm-hmm. like, like the like a bird's nest. Yeah. Like a bird's nest. <laughs> um, but I, I, I enjoyed this character. I thought it was entertaining yeah. and funny. Yeah. The voice was very Jersey. The only thing missing for me was a smoke machine behind her, but that was what Kristen Wiig did on SNL when she did Tan Bob. <laughs> like she was smoking the entire time. Yeah. Um, Honestly, now, if you're going to be on Snatch Game, you should do some research because some of these characters that are parodied on SNL, like, will give you, like, it, it, it like, spells it out for you. It's the blueprint. You get the blueprint. Right. Um, but I will say, I don't know if you watched this past season down under, uh, dear friend of the podcast, Minnie Cooper, tried to do um, Ellen, but she did Kate McKinnon's Ellen, but it didn't land because she was trying to be Kate McKinnon doing Ellen as opposed to doing Ellen on Snatch Game. Right. So there are some failures and flops you can run into but no you're absolutely right Right. do the research see who's done it before and figure out how to make it unique exactly you have to make it your own tan mom answers tan for the first answer she literally has her card filled with spray on tan um this will prompt sugar as trish did to try to banter but tan mom in character and probably a bit of amethyst in frustration bounces back with will you let me fucking finish slay um oh and it was not oil-based tan um gotta hand it to her she was very quick and now for tan mom the name matthews rings a bell as she hooked up with a jimmy matthews in the back of a long john silvers once and thinks ross is 100 percent her son that was funny <laughs> really funny and that's what i that's going back to what i said where you have to like create a backstory and just start you know rambling and telling stories yeah. as your character good for you amethyst saving yourself i was impressed i'll give you an eight I'm going to, I was going to say eight as well. Oh boy. Spice is Miley Cyrus. Um, so we start with Hannah Montana era Miley. And let's be honest, you cannot do Miley without the voice. And whatever Spice claims was Miley was just a poor Southern accent. <laughs> now her first banter bit with Rue was being asked what she's learned about being around drag queens. And she says not to trust them, which is the antithesis of what Miley Cyrus would say. So clearly, like her twin, Spice has no idea how to improv in character. (laughs) There are certain people like, yeah, that's a funny line. Like, don't trust drag queens. But not Miley, because she has so much reverence for drag queens that it doesn't fit the character or the persona that she's portraying. Agreed. And I have a little tidbit for you, actually. Um, I got a DM from Spice, November 2021, asking to buy my Miley Cyrus costume, um, specifically the one from the VMAs that uh, I actually, uh, that wasn't mine. It was a uh, uh, lent to me because I had to do a special performance right. with Brim Filter as Miley. But I posted the picture wearing the costume. Anyway, Spice DM me asking me to buy that costume from me. And I was like, I'm so sorry, it's not mine. But I knew for over a year that she was making her tape. She was doing Miley for Snatch Game. And when she got cast on the show, immediately I was like, the Miley got her on there. So I knew how long she'd been wanting to do this and how long she had to prepare for it. So I had higher expectations. A, I do not think you needed the Hannah Montana at all. 
it was not recognizable as Hannah Montana. Like you just didn't need it. As soon as I saw her in the Miley VMA outfit with the short hair, I was like, yes, yes, this look, this is a great look. It's Miley. But Michelle Visage did a better Miley impersonation. Like, right. I mean, did not get the voice at all. And then adding the, uh, uh, it was like goofy. It was, it was like, goofy. It wasn't, yeah. it wasn't Miley, it was goofy. But and no, I, like going back to like the whole research part, Vanessa Bayer is known for her Miley Cyrus yes. show on SNL. There's right. your blueprint. Even Selena Gomez like impersonated Miley during her monologue when she was yeah. on SNL. And so it got to the point where Spice just started banging herself in the head with a mallet for no reason. And honestly, if I were her, I probably would have started doing the same thing. But, <laughs> but hey, Rue got her meme from that. So she's yeah, survived now, another week. I hate that we did only have that OG Miley for the intro and straight into campy teams. I don't know if that was by Spice's choice or if it was the shortened episode and we may have lost a question or two, whatever. It destroyed her snatch game decisions by immediately jumping into it. Um, Miley changed as she does get the best of both worlds and it looks even less um, like Miley in, even with a mouse Leo on. But when it came to watch what the pit crew does before each show she wrote down handy dandy foam finger and now this is why you have to actually answer the question and practice snatch game because the answer does not fit the blank therefore you look like a fool she just wanted to have the reference in and wasn't sure if she would have another chance so she just put it in there yeah i think that sugar and when she gets made fun of it makes sense right I think Sugar and Spice focused way too much on how they were going to look and didn't focus at all on how they were going to answer the jokes or develop Absolutely. the characters. Um, let's talk about the white girl twerking part where Spice is twerking as Miley, Sugar as Trisha Paytas. Well, question was she problematic and someone should cancel her? They go back and forth. And again, poor tan mom is being touched and the level of unprofessionalism far too much. Um, good for Amethyst getting to make fun of that moment in confessional because she's like, I know exactly what I'm going to say, but yep. um, she's not wrong. It wasn't professional. Right. Romp room really. fuckery. Right. It's just their lack of experience working with other queens. Yeah. You know, that's what happens when you do all your drag from your bedroom. Like you, you lack the, the experience of you know, hosting a show, being on the mic, making the audience laugh, banter, like it's, they got, they just, it was probably overwhelming for them. And I just don't think they were prepared at all. Mm-hmm. Um, they have to go to Miley Cyrus and somehow rather than answering the question, Spice has decided to eat the mallet. Why? I don't know. This will then turn to her bashing her setup with the mallet. Um, and this is how you almost get eliminated. Like, how long did this go on for, or was that just a loop by the editors? I have no just, idea. It didn't end. It didn't end. That I mean, looking back now, it's it's hilarious. Like yes, enter, like she knows like how to entertain. Like when it's just her. Like will she, I be using not, that as a gif? Yes, I will. Yeah, she had nothing to do. She was sitting there. She just wanted to be in character, so she just starts hitting herself over the head, and like I, I'm still laughing about that. Yeah. Like. I think that's, that's why I'm, I think that's ultimately gets, that's what saved her. Yeah, that's why she gets an extra 0.5. She gets 1.5 for me. She gets what? 1.5? 1.5. Oh 1. my 5. god. I will I really thought that she slayed the second look. Um and she gave us a gift, so I'm going to give her a 4. Okay. 4.5. Okay. 4. All right, all right, all right. 
Um, Aramayori as Bretman Rock. Uh, Bretman is over the top, and Aura just played him like a top, uh, which was not on point. Uh, we know that Bretman has an affinity for coconut water, and that was going to be an answer at some point, but Aura blowing it on the beauty regimen moment hurt her. But that could have also been Rue's fault for having no idea who this character was. I, am, I had no idea who this character was before Snatch Game. I have no idea who this character is after Snatch Game. I don't remember what she wore. It was completely forgettable for me. Now, when Mr. Rock is asked to answer, we will learn that Mr. Rock is a singer-songwriter and Rue didn't know that, and we will get a terrible song moment. And uh, this is why we have to attend Block Talk U for Drag Race. Um, <laughs> I will help you. I will guide you. <laughs> and then for the Ross Matthews questions, Bretman will talk in Tagalog. And with the success of Drag Race Philippines, the judges say it's not a match as they actually have Filipinos in the judges' booth. Aura, it is over for you. Um, ooh, I like her, but this is not a good showing. Nope four i'll give her a four i'm gonna give her a two all right okay uh so it looks like our winner is obviously lucilla duca yeah uh and then we got a tie between marcia and uh mistress so we got it right we got what the judges got so right. they the judges did it well good for them yes although i know we have a whole runway to get through mm-hmm. but i I don't know. It maybe it should have been maybe a three-way lip sync, but I know that they wanted to have their moment. Of course. Of course. I thought we were going to be jumping straight into the runway, but no, no, we do get a moment for the elimination day. Uh, Amethyst is feeling good about herself, which is different from a different feeling for her. And Lucy tells mistress she can take the Rosie O'Donnell mug off and snatch game is over. We love playful banter in the workroom. It's always so cute. Yes. Um, this was a very Lucy episode as we're going to have a discussion about coming out. Um, she didn't come out until after high school with surprise people as she is so out there now. She reveals that she still lives in the same town she went to elementary and high school. That is my actual nightmare to have been stuck in my hometown. I needed the escape. So um, hearing her talk about that, I think it's kind of brave for her to still be where she is. Yeah, Absolutely. And like works by day as a construction worker. Like, wow, I'm impressed. Mm-hmm. Now she will share that she can walk around her town and feel like she doesn't belong there based off of her looks, AKA short, short and a crop top. Um, and I, I get that. I get that. Um, I definitely feel like when I'm uh, home in New Jersey, I have to make sure I know what I'm wearing because I don't want eyes. On I want to blend in. Uh, so I, I commend her for being like, fuck that. I'm going to be meet to a team she shares the first time she was called a faggot she was in sixth grade she heard teachers in her school join in making fun of her she used to hope and pray she could be normal but she got to a point after high school where she started to live her life she says that the way she got people to stop laughing at her was to laugh with her being bullied helped her hone in her comedy skills she took a defense mechanism and made a career out of it She's making up for lost time and will be as gay as they come and she will make a joke of it as she will say it's hard with Selena in the room. I like this moment from Lucy. We're, we're learning about Lucy in a very short time frame that the show only gives us 44 minutes. Yeah. Um, she said she lives out and proud wherever she goes. Even if she gets ridiculed, the difference now is she found her voice. This is an important topic. It relates to a lot of people. I'm sad we only get one perspective here because of the shortened time. I agree. I think it's 
I think it was like such a great story for her to share. It's, it's so personable. You get to know her like behind the drag. And I also think it's like so important for young people to like see this on TV and like MTV, like is like a completely different audience than VH1. So, you know, I'm sure there's like, there's so many viewers that like really like like needed to hear this from this perspective. And I'm glad that she got a chance to like say it. Um, hopefully we'll hear some other people's stories maybe Absolutely. later in the season. Um, but I'm glad she got to have like, you know, her moment during her like winning episode. So Absolutely. And I think it's really cool that we got to hear this from her. Um, obviously in Untucked, we heard another example of what it was like to grow up um, gay in a certain area. It's just very unfortunate and coincidental that the three voices we heard from were white males. Um, so I hope other stories do get elevated, but I, I, I think timing was not on MTV's side. I know there were other people having their share in this conversation. Mm-hmm. Go back to an hour. Give us the time back, please. Yeah. All right, it's running my time, and Rue is looking like a black and white bird. How many birds had to die for that look? I don't know. <laughs> I thought she, I think she looks great though. Oh, she looked great. I loved it. Yeah. Uh, on the panel, we have Michelle Visage, Carson Presley, Amanda, Amanda Sternberg. Uh, did you know who she was at first? Because I okay. did not. I did not at first. And I was watching the episode with my drag daughter, Dot DeVille. And I was mm-hmm. like, who is this? Like, I thought it was some YouTube Gen Z. I have no idea. And then my drag daughter was like, no, that's Rue from the Hunger Games. Yeah. And yeah. La, I was like, what? Yep. That was me too. Like, yep. I was like, am I 90 years old? Like, oh, I'm, like, I'm sad we didn't have a Rue moment. Like a Rue Rue moment. A Rue Rue. A Rue Rue. Um, so, I was gooped, okay? But she looked gorgeous. I was stunning. like, do I need to shave off my eyebrows? Like, girl, <laughs> Oh, high fashion. Whoever did her makeup. Oh, incredible. She looked incredible. I, she but I great. did not recognize her at all. Nope. nope. She, she grew up. Yeah. Category is Beautiful Nightmare. And on the runway, we're going to play Sweet Dream or Complete Scream. Now, um, knowing your work as an artist, you probably would have won this category. Because I've seen you do looks that would have turned heads in this category. Um, is there anything that you've done that you would have put out on this runway? So I'm going to be very harsh with my critiques on the runway because this is my wheelhouse. Okay. I have a bachelor's of fine arts in fashion design. I've been working as a professional fashion designer in the New York city garment district for over 15 years. Like I have been doing drag for six years. I make most of my costumes. I, I, I'm going to, I'm going to give my honest opinion for everything. And I'm also a huge Dragula fan and this runway category, you could really be super creative with it. And there's so many possibilities that you could do. So that's my disclaimer here. Mm -hmm. Now, what I would have done, honestly, I don't know. Like there are so many things you like, there's so, there's so many things you could do. Absolutely. Um, 
I almost wonder if this was not the category they were given uh, because they said someone said something in Untucked that I think it might have been like they were told fear, and that's why we had certain things. Um, they they but, do that. I know that they oh, do I that know. for a fact, where they give them the categories or like the the themes, and then they change the name. So and then, and then they all look like fools. Right. Well, I'm not. I'm not holding it too close to the theme i'm kind of just ranking it as looks and concepts yeah. overall an execution all right let's start uh marcia 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 look by marcia hair by drag by sherelle uh so she's going for the nightmare version of a dentist i like the idea i like the concept there's nothing screaming dentist in this look i needed a drill i needed a giant toothbrush something demonic something terrifying i thought she worked in a lab somewhere i yes, think the pink I mint combo or great color combo it fits marcia but it doesn't match the concept no i totally agree like i love the idea i thought it was like a great concept but when she first came out i, I almost thought it was like a mad scientist yeah. because it's it read more lab than dentist so when she was explaining that it was dentist i was like okay you should have you could have blacked out some teeth you could have added some like blood on your shirt um I, I really don't like seeing garments on the runway that could also be streetwear. Like I want to see fashion on a runway. I don't want to yeah. see, you know, like ready to wear kind of streetwear. And, you know, I heard her say that like a lot of the things that she made in her like meet the Queens and like her with that runway that they do in the beginning of the season, like she makes a lot of the stuff and it's all custom, but it's just, it, it, which is great. Good for her. But like, it looks like you could buy it in a store. Yeah. And um, this, yeah, at least she, at least she changed her brows. That's true. Yeah. I, I, I think there's so much further she could have taken it. Like, like even going with the dentist theme, you want it, you want to make it spooky, creepy, like put teeth on the lapel and like yeah. glitter on it or something yeah there's get like ways. a giant novocaine needle there it is that's it that's all you needed right amanda says she was absolutely wonderful in snatch game she says her impersonation was pretty impeccable michelle says she will give her credit as she sees more makeup on her face but she can take it further Rue will say that she's not a fan of the outfit and tells her she has to learn how to drag this shit up because yeah it's drag Hallelujah. she did a good job yeah Hallelujah. Um, um, I love you, Marsha. You know, I love you. I love you dearly, but uh, this is not going to work for me. It's a complete scream. What did you say? It's a complete scream. Oh, I forgot we were doing the, um, yeah, complete scream for me as well. I, I think that if her runway was like amped up a bit more, she could have placed in the top because her snatch game was excellent. But I think the runway held her back a little. And, and that's what's crazy. She wasn't the top. She was the top three, but it was just like, Oh, was she? Oh, I she didn't... was. Yeah. Um, the audience: 29% sweet dreams, 71% uh, complete scream. Next up, Lux Noir London. No designers listed. I'm not a Lux hater. I'm just very particular. This is so much of what does not work. First off, if you have to explain in the confessional what you're doing, it's not successful. I think this nowhere out of anywhere whoever reads bride like i thought this was a riff off of the girl from the ring the upper half as far as makeup is exceptional but she forgot if you drown and decompose the tights better match they were brown and the body was gray blue 
imagine though, if she wore a wedding dress, then the tights wouldn't be a problem because you wanted to fucking see them. It's all about storytelling, and I'm not buying the story she's telling. So if I actually loved this look, okay, I think it was the most um, horror out of everyone on the yes. runway. Yes. And when she came out with the cinder block on her foot, I completely got. I was like, okay, she was killed and drowned. I got the story. Um, I did not get bride. Um, I didn't get bride, but I thought it was really fun and creative. And yeah. I'm gonna give it a beautiful nightmare. Um, sweet dream. Oh, sweet dream. That's what I meant. Sorry. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I, uh, it's it's the tights also. The tights got me. It was looking back at the tights. It's like, oh, they don't, they don't no match. Right. Um, I'm going to give it a complete scream because I know it could have been better, but the audience will agree with you. 69% sweet dream, 31% complete scream. High safe. There it is. Malaysia baby little fox. Uh, look by Vaughn Atkins, hair by wigs by Golgi. So here's my take. She had no idea or resources to do something spooky. So she took a look from what she had from a pageant and said, I'm going to Halloween this shit and put white contacts in and painted slightly creepy and that was the look um i think the garment itself is brilliant the makeup is unique the execution for this specific category was not right and it's a shame if you're gonna do like a zombie walking dead inspired thing you can't look like that you got to look like you've been tattered and falling apart it's not a zombie right the head is completely disconnected from the rest of the body yeah. like it's las vegas showgirl with halloween on your face like literally the, i like the all those like giant ostrich feathers like the the um the silhouette the color story beautiful pageant not for this theme mm -hmm. the yeah the face was completely disconnected so complete scream for me yeah i'm gonna say complete scream audience a little more forgiving 53 percent sweet dreams 47 percent complete scream Mistress, Isabel Brooks, look by Ruben Azaza, hair by Annie Hart and Mistress, jewels by S&M Jewels. It is such a shame that I like her so much, but her runways have been less than inspiring. I think there are a lot of elements that have nothing cohesive tying them together. The cage corset and neck brace are white and sparkly. Then you have the bodysuit, which lives his own world. The hair and mug could have had potential, but again, what's the story we're selling here? There's no spider or web here aside from the earrings. That's, that's my take. Totally. I didn't get spider or web. I got kind of like a bird in a cage. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> and honestly, that white tool hanging from the, from the root, the, like the corset is so unflattering. It, I, having that like dark color on the top and that light color on the bottom, it's, it's, it's not good. It's not cohesive at all. Michelle says her face she, looks beautiful though. That's true. I mean, Michelle says she can pay the motherfucking house down. She says she was Rosie O'Donnell, but also let Abby Lee Miller and went with it as they bought into it as that is the magic of snatch game. Rue says she knew when she when to put a joke in and she had them. Rue was very impressed. She's got an eye on her. And that, my friends, is a sign that Mistress Isabel Brooks might win the show. Oh. Uh. You do not put that line in the edit unless you want the listeners and viewers to think she's a contender. Are we forgetting that Sasha Colby's in this cast? Oh, no. We, <laughs> we have another finalist there. because I, 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 I'm telling you, I fully see her in the right, top. Fully see like her three in the people. Top. Yeah. Sasha, Mistress, and Lucy. I, I 
I can see it. That's yeah, so the edit's that. telling me right oh. now. Yeah. Um, but mistress, love you, girl. But no, this is a complete scream. It did not work. Yeah. Her Rosie saved her. I, and I agree that she's like top three material, an excellent competitor. Um, this runway was just a miss. It was a, it was a beautiful nightmare for me. Audience, very, 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 very mixed here because it was split down the middle. 50% sweet dream, 50% complete scream. And the thing Anitra. is- Anitra. Sorry, just to go back real quick, but Mistress's look and also um, Malaysia's look, both very, very expensive looking. Yes. yes. Which And that's why is- I almost wonder if like they had it in their wardrobe already and then just added elements to it. Yeah. Which is fine. You can do that. You're more than welcome to do that. Right. Anitra, no designers listed. She's going for spider, but I'm just seeing a scorpion with that tail. I think the latex and the chain idea was great. The boulets are pissed that this is not their outfit. Um, red synthetic hair works for this kind of runway. I love the darker makeup on her, but it is Halloween done well. What did you think of Anitra? Okay, so this is giving very boulet to me. Um, I think that there's spooky contacts like the makeup is great the hair is great I just don't think that I don't know I like the gloves I'm it's giving spider but there's just something about it that I don't like the way that the the shape of like the red in the middle and then the black Mm -hmm. on the sides it's just I don't know, weird. And if you're going to give spider, like we need more than just like two appendages. We need some more legs going on. Yeah. Black widow. Um, yeah. Like if this was for like a Halloween gig, yeah, she looks great. We'll take yeah. a picture with her, but this is the runway of RuPaul's Drag Race. Right. Um, it's a soft, sweet dream for me. Oh no, I'm going to give it a beautiful nightmare. You complete scream, hate it. I wouldn't wear it. I, I don't, I don't know. It's just... I get it. Audience, audience really like walking that fucking dock. They they like her. Eighty five percent sweet dream, fifteen percent complete scream. Next up is Selena's titties. Look and hair by Selena. Nails by nails by Shata. What a mess. Again, if you're doing zombie, you got to go full zombie. The idea of sewing leather together to make a skin dress is brilliant, but the execution is so hard here. Um, There is stage makeup and there is fake beyond fake. Living in Hollywood, you would think that this bitch would have access to some of the best gore designers on the planet. This looks worse than a Halloween costume. This was just not fully realized, just haphazardly put together. This was a week where you practice that stage gore over and over again until someone screams and thinks you actually died a local girl. (laughs) Yeah, I hated this. Hate. Now, I have seen a certain someone do a leather skin dress. Um, in fact, um, she might've done it on Drag Race, but she definitely did it before Drag Race, but we don't talk about her anymore. Um, oh. Uh, and Florence Lee killed that dress because it was one of the best dresses I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. That's how you do this kind of look. Mm-hmm. Selena, you bombed it. It was bad. Uh, complete scream. I mean, it's really not that hard to do like a color block. No, dress. it's not. It's so easy. It was, this was bad. Not good. Yeah, not good. Audience, 27% sweet dreams. Thir- 73% complete scream. Robin Fierce, look by Pinwheel Pinwheel. Hair by Drag by Sherelle. Jewels by Pixel Lux to by Tito Midnight. 
we have discussed this on the pod before, but black is a very difficult color to portray on camera. I bet this is absolutely stunning in photographs, stunning in person, did not quite read on the show. I love the look because it's very classic and violetic, yet has this incredible edge to it in the latex gloves, the darker colors in the mug. Love the interaction that the maroon has with the black, but again, we don't have enough time to appreciate it in the truncated format of the show. Right. I I think it's stunning. This is what, um, why can't I remember her name? This is what Anitra was missing, like the spider legs. It's giving yeah. more spider. Um, Robin looks fierce. <laughs> I yes, love she like, does. The, like the high collar in the back is very regal. Um, I, I think it's, I think it's really pretty. And if, you know, in, in this category, if you want to give glamour, this is how you give glamour. So yeah. for me, this is a sweet dream. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you, you heard about black swan. This is black widow. Like, yeah. it, it, like I see, I see the story here. I, I love it. It's a sweet dream. The audience not as in love with it, but again, it's very hard to see black on this on camera. They went 65% sweet dreams, 35% complete screen. Lucy LaDuca, look by Lucy, hair by Ambrosia Black. Um, she has given you Jason Voorhees does drag. Uh, this is how you do spooky patchwork, Selena. Yes. Uh, um, yes, excellent. I think without the mask, there's a story, but we all know her love for Friday the 13th franchise, so this is a great homage. I will say that I wish she went full Phantom of the Opera with a mask and had it actually cover her face. Yeah. It looks more like a fascinator that's falling off her hair. Right. The placement of the mask is a little like, is it two faces? Is it a fascinator? Right. Is it supposed to be on your face? But I agree that like, not only is this an excellent look from the neck up, but everything from the neck down, it's giving me fashion. It's giving me silhouette. It it's, it's a beautifully, I don't know if she like draped this or pattern made it, but she made it herself, which means there's a lot of love that goes into a garment you make yourself. And it, it completely shows in this runway. So uh, sweet dream. Amanda says she is really, really smart saying she was one of the best performances on Snatch Game she has ever seen. Carson says she was able to banter and have a con- condescending edge with the other girls saying that some of them needed it. He says the look is super chic with a lot of style and splash of camp. Rue says she had her laughing so hard and says Joan would be very proud and I am proud too. Sweet dreams for me. Uh, audience loved it. 92% sweet dream, 8% complete scream. Sasha Colby, look by Marco Marco. I think, again, if this was already in her closet and she threw it on, I get it. Drag Race is expensive, but it fit the theme well. Um, It's witch only because she has a hat on, I guess, maybe like broom on the bottom. I love the detailing of the gown with the nude illusion, which was bright, even with a whiteout face. Um, The mermaid flare with the tinsel gives this effect of mystery as the textures are not what you expect to see in a look like this. It's a good look, but I think some people are simply enamored with the goddess that is Sasha Colby and not viewing her drag at the same level as everybody else. But that being said, she does get some bonus points. This look was great. No, this she nailed this. This is excellent. This is how you do that kind of like gender swap that we were talking about with Gord- Gordina Ramsay or whatever. To yeah. me, this is like femme Jack Skellington, like with this makeup. I yeah. like absolutely love it. Beautiful silhouette. It's giving body. It's giving beauty. It's giving horror. It's giving glamour. Everything. It's it's stunning. Like this was my top runway for the week for sure. So you're giving it a sweet dream? Absolute sweet dream. So is the audience. 97% sweet dream, 3% complete scream. 
Jax, look by Florence Lee, hair by wigs by Atlas, home of baby. There's so much right here and there's so much more that could have been elevated. Yeah. I love the Grecian meets snake meets Medusa story that we're going with. The hair is a brilliant idea. It could have gone even further and made those braids look like snakes that really terrify you. Go even bigger. I think the prosthetic is right, but it would have been so cool to see her play with glamour meets horror with the colors that she chose to paint with because those are very natural colors. Um, again, the cat suit. There is so much cool detailing on it. Florence did excellent. Let's praise it. And then you have the toga, which pulls it all back. And I'm like, ah, if there ever was a redo opportunity on like a future all-star season and you get to show a glowed up version, this is what I want to see a second chance with. Right. I, I agree. Um, I love the concept. I love the idea of doing like a, like a snake Medusa. Um, she did the prosthetic nose like really well. It was seamless. It looked excellent. I just don't think she needed it. Like I would have rather had like a more glamorous or spooky face. Um, the bodysuit is incredible, but yeah, the, the, the toga is very distracting and the shape of it isn't, I don't know. It's kind of weird how it's kind of just like hanging down from her stomach. Yeah. And I, I think and also, yeah, she could have, she, like, I w- would have loved to see the hair look more snake-like. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's go, you know, she's, she's got it going on at the top. I just think just a little, a few more. Yeah. I'll get a very, very soft sweet dream, like right on the line. I'm gonna I'm gonna give it a soft, uh, beautiful nightmare. Audience 48% sweet dream, 52% complete scream. Next up, we have sugar. Look by pinwheel, pinwheel, hair by sugar. Uh, when you have to bring the baby doll with you as reference, you know you did it all wrong. Literally, this is a Halloween costume. There's nothing creepy or scary about it besides the makeup, which is truly just not executed well. I think Victorian porcelain dolls are terrifying. And had she leaned on that further, this could have made sense. But instead, branding was more important. And this will be the final nail in the coffin. Absolutely. I, I know that Sugar and Spice are like so smart in the way that they brand themselves. Like they're literally like the Y2K Bratz dolls. Like through and through with everything that they do. But here, like you could have taken it so much further. Like you still could have done your like, you should have been like a spooky rag doll and you should have done like the stitches, like Sally from Nightmare Before Christmas, like all over your body. You shouldn't have given us these cotton candy colors. It should have been way more muted. Um, I agree. This just, this was like a total disaster. Michelle says that Trisha is all about the mukbug and thought it was interesting. She had no food she was eating. Amanda says she can be pretty weird and bizarre and want more of that. Carson says he had the, she had the right idea of engaging with the room, but it was just taking the temperature of the room and knowing when to engage as it came off as being interruptive. It's a complete scream. Not working for me. Um, yeah, scream. Audience, 30% sweet dream, 70% complete scream. Spice, look by Eddie's online, hair by Sugar and Spice. The color palette works better here than her sister's. 
it's just uninspiring. And again, the makeup is just bland. I think she's lucky she's the darker twin as that may be the only reason why her runway worked better in this category. Otherwise, I would have sent her home instead, possibly. Hmm. Yeah, this, this to me, it's giving a little bit more monster high. So mm -hmm. I... I like that a lot. And yes, the color palette works so much better than the cotton candy that Spice was doing. I hate that they had like kind of the same look for their, all their runways. Like yeah. we don't want to see two of the same thing in different colors. Yeah. And I'm, I'm going to be curious to see how that works moving forward. Like, do we need both to understand the concepts? Like that's going to be the fun part to see if they can stand out on their own. Right. Um, I'm going to give this a soft, sweet dream. All right. Amanda I, loves that she, no, go ahead, go ahead. It's cute. If you, I'm seeing the, the ventriloquist like makeup. Mm -hmm. Like I think it's, it's cute. So that's my soft dream, soft, sweet dream. Amanda loves that she chose to do an older Miley and wish she dug deeper into that era of Miley. Michelle says she has to have the voice with the nasal when she talks. She didn't know what she was going, what was going on when she was beating herself on the head of the ballot. Rue says it needed more laughs. I'm going to give this complete scream. The audience right in the middle again, 49% sweet dreams, 51% complete scream. Oh boy. Amethyst. No designers listed. Um, it's a play on Gaga and I get it. I see the reference. I appreciate the reference. The execution is so minimal and so boring that I really do question her readiness for the show. Um, I've been told this was a commissioned look. And if that is the case, I am very bored and underwhelmed. Um, also stage blood clocked from a mile away. It read as cheap. This could have been better. It should have been better. The hair is the best part and her mug is maybe like one of the better times she's painted. But if you're going to do Gaga, you got to do it better than Gaga. Honestly, this is maybe one of my most frustrate. Like this is like maybe one of the worst runways I've ever seen in Drag Race history. Yeah. I would have literally rather seen Serena Chacha come down in her like $1.99 couture than this this yeah. is literally lady gaga halloween costume from 2010 the fact <laughs> yeah. that she had it made exactly the same like where is amethyst this is just like it's the same she didn't change the hair she didn't change the color it's just cosplay at this point like literally yes. a halloween costume and like not a good one like i yeah, would have i would have read her to filth if i were rupaul i would have sent her home just for this look alone. <laughs> yeah like, it was not beyond good. frustrating and disappointing as as someone who is also a drag queen that like makes a, like a lot of my own stuff like if you have the chance to go on rupaul's drag race like on like and have your work like showcased to like so many viewers how are you going to pull up in a Ricky's Halloween costume like this? Yeah, it looks like it was right. shaking out of the bag. Like, girl, I... Hey, at least it wasn't Dolls Kill. <sighs> True. Yeah, that was episode know. one. That was episode one. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's a... Yeah. It's a complete scream. This is not working. I think me. you said in your, in your last podcast, like, Amethyst just reads a Drag Race fan that was cast on the show, and that's, that's yeah. all she's giving. Yeah. Um, audience, very mixed again. 52% sweet dream, 48% complete scream. I think we just got a lot of Gaga fans out there. Um, and yeah. finally, we got Aura Mayari, look by Troy C. Ford, hair, hair by Elder Gorak. Um, she shot herself in the foot simply by saying, yes, she can give acting beats because now we're going to expect those acting beats later. Um, this is where one of the shorter runway times didn't allow us to take in the beauty of this reveal that could have been because literally she was there and then she spun around. 
I think if we had time to see the velvet gown and then saw that exposed spine of stones, it would have had more praise for it. Um, so yeah, the real friends of WeHo fucked up Drag Race. Um, congrats to you, Ori. You deserve better, but um, based on what we saw, it was just it was it was it was good. It was fine. Um, you didn't like it. Uh, no, so. I don't like this. I don't like it for this theme. Um, from the front, it's a simple black velvet dress mm-hmm. and it's very basic looking and then she turns around and it's supposed to be this like impressive moment of this like spine but I just think that I, the execution it's not done well like that Alexander McQueen spine is so famous and well known like you like if you're gonna do a spine like that it has to look expensive and elevated and this um didn't do it for me at all yeah um i'll give it a sweet dream because i think it was it, it, for her it was a step up from what we've seen uh because she's not being that impressive on the runway as as i thought she was going to be no this is a nightmare uh scream complete for me. scream audience really liked it 88 percent sweet dream 14 percent complete scream I mean, rue has decided to call lux malaysia nitra robin selena sasha jackson amethyst as safe Leaving Sugar Spice, Marsha, Mistress, Aura, and Lucy as the tops and bottoms. Now we already know that we we agree with who the tops were. Do you agree with everybody else? Is, are there any? Is there anyone else that could have been a bottom? Should have been a bottom because I, I do think, think Selena should have been. Ooh, um, yeah, Selena, and I also think Aura should have been in the bottom. Yeah. Um, once again, no deliberations. Uh, the shorter time span really is cutting out the good bits, so we don't get the judges talking amongst themselves. Which means, like, why do you even have a guest judge? Because we don't get to even right. Get a we part need of them. that point of view. We need that perspective from the judges to like justify why these people are in the bottom. Right. Because again, I mean, you you mentioned you're a uh, fan of that other show called Lululay Brothers Dragula. Uh, they lay it on very heavy and tell you exactly how they feel. I love um, it. Sometimes to the point where they contradict themselves and they say it to their faces. Um, right. At least here we do it the opposite way. But no, not not in this version of the show right now. Uh, Rue has decided the winner of the week is Lucy Lajuka winning $5,000. Marsha and Ooh. Mistress Aura are safe leaving. Shocker. Which wins as the bottom two. Do you agree? I honestly think that the reason that they're on this show is because they it's wanted moving. to have them lip sync for their life against each other. You mean twin sync? Twin sync. Ooh. But sadly, I don't think it created that raven jujube moment that they were hoping for and it was just kind of and we're going to discuss it let's let's dive through it because i know exactly why we didn't get what you think we should have got we knew this was going to happen the song is you better run by pat benatar and i was like i did not think they would know that song i was shocked i don't even think they know who pat benatar is i said that to my mom and like no they're long islanders they should know who pat Benatar. okay But the most shocking part of this entire lip sync, it was choreographed. I'm honestly Which, not surprised. Well, this opens up a huge can of worms. When did they get the song? When did they know they could have choreographed it? Were they able to communicate at the hotel? Were they communicating before they got onto the show? I have so many questions and I want to know. 
I don't know, but I'm guessing they're twins. They're like, they have the same brain waves. Like I feel like they have practiced these moves to other songs. They've practiced these moves for their TikTok videos. It just kind of, I think it just comes naturally to the two of them, like sure. being so close and being together all the time that they said, listen, we know that they're going to put us in the bottoms lip sync against each other. When that time comes, let's just do our little dances and we'll have stuff pre-planned regardless of what the song is. So at least they, they were not prepared for snatch game, but they were prepared for their lip sync. Now, again, as far as the performance, it was an extended TikTok video that I wanted to swipe away from so badly. <laughs> um, the can bits, they were a lot. But um, I think if they did it individually and leaned into the camp more, Sugar might have been able to stay, but she tripped. She literally tripped. Well, um, they, that's because they wear these like crazy shoes yeah. and like you really have like I don't like I don't think they really know how to walk in heels like I don't know if they no, have because that's why they did the little trot they did the yeah, little trot they thing. Did the little trot so walking in heels and performing in heels are also two different things yes. like yes I've been wearing heels my entire life and I still have issues dancing in heels so I'm not I mean I still fall all over the stage too <laughs> but in all I'd, honesty I'd be that embarrassed if I did it on the main stage of RuPaul's <laughs> right. Drag Race in all honesty, I would have eliminated them both and that would have been a gag, but the show wanted the storyline of keeping one and letting them grow on into their own. Um, sadly, the fake blonde one is gone. Sugar is eliminated. Spice remains. Do you agree with this decision? I'm, I'm, I was really sad to see Sugar go so early. Um, do I think other people should have gone home before Sugar? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, but this challenge, this episode, it it seemed right that she was the one that went home. It was it was weird because again, we were questioning why Snatch came so early. Why are we doing this right now? But I think the producers knew the two of them were not going to be successful at it. So this was their way of being like, we we want the storyline to happen earlier. So let's just throw Snatch Game in there now. Coming from a producer's point of view. I think that they know Sugar and Spice. They know what they're capable of. Sugar and Spice are going to be stars. Like on YouTube, on TikTok, they're going to be creating all kinds of content. They're going to get so much press. They're going to be asked to do so many events. They're going to- They will get a WoW Presents show. They will. Yes, they will absolutely be so successful doing that. But then you think about the, the producers taking the girls on tour going city to city to city they go you know they're in drag for days and days and days they're performing on stage for you know hundreds of thousands of people and I don't think they necessarily saw sugar and spices ability to do that so maybe that's why they're like they were like kind of planning on bringing them to the show but not not necessarily bringing them through the whole competition yeah I, I think I think you're definitely right. Um, let's go through Untucked a little bit more generally as opposed to beat by beat. Um, but before we start that, I just do want to note that we have more time in Untucked than a normal segment of the show that we're used to. Now, as, as someone who watches all the iterations, I'm here to say I would cut 
full untucked and put it within the episode if it means preserving the show that we love. It works for the international franchises. It's time to do it here. Screw the Emmys and trying to get more bling. Drag race needs to be salvaged. And if it means sacrificing untucked, I'm here for it. Agreed. I almost didn't even make it to untucked because I had to like be tortured through that entire hour of like the wannabe (laughs) housewives of WeHo. Like I, they almost lost me. I almost like went home and just said F untucked, but my, my drag daughter always has to watch untucked. So we, so I stuck it out and we watched, but I agree. I would much rather have another half hour of the competition episode and then watch untucked streaming or on YouTube at my own, on my own time. So this untucked did open um, up to the real world of drag race as the actions of the fandom got mistresses Instagram ban for a short time. We did get it back. Um, but I think that there, there are basically two moments through this untucked that I want to go through and discuss. First, obviously, is the mistress Marsha moment where she is discussing the face and, and the critiquing. Um, oh my God. I, the scream that I scrammed when. Uh, Selena was like, you glue your brows down, you just draw them the same on top of them. I screamed because I said yeah. that episode one. But in Marsha's defense, she did change her brows this episode. She did. She did. Um, I mean, let's be real. We know OG Poppy. Poppy used to do the same exact thing. <laughs> um, and then she changed it and now she looks like a drag queen. So give, give Marsha time to grow and play and explore. Does right. that mean Marsha wasn't ready for the show right now? That's a discussion that the fans are having, and that's a, a real valid thing to say. Do I think she is a really great performer and I'm proud of her? Yes. Do I wish that we had another two years of her growth to then see her slay? Oh, yeah. That being said, I think she's right for an all-star season. They're, they're setting it up for us. That's, that's a great point. I think she's an excellent performer. Um, loved her snatch game, loved her talent show. I mean, if you're just gonna, if if her makeup and her costumes, like and looks, are the only thing you're gonna clock clock her for, like that can be improved so easily. Absolutely. So I um, definitely think she's a star in the making, but she, yeah, maybe just give her like a few more years, and she's gonna be outstanding. So obviously, Mistress will discuss her looks being um, cheap. Not the words that the judges used. Her verbiage. Um, and then Marsha saying that, well, the thing that the judges wanted was her to have shoulder pads. And I was like, oh, you're not understanding them at all, girl. That's not, it's not the shoulder pads. That's the problem. It, it's the drag, which mm-hmm. you and I discussed with her runway look already. Mm-hmm. All drag is valid. How, how can we live in a world where Marsha's drag fits drag race? Or is there not a world where us as fans are going to allow that? Because again, you put her next to Mistress in Malaysia who have like drag on. And Marsha's kind of off the rack. Right. Well, you have to, I mean, I'm going to take it back real quick to the Boulay brothers and Dragula, where they say, we're not here to judge your drag. Drag is subjective and it's art, but they're there to judge your drag in like on the basis of the, how it applies to their competition. Yeah. And the way that like, 
Marsha's drag applies to the competition when she's like, she's slaying the challenges, but like, you got to slay the runway too. And there's a certain standard that you're going to be held to. And if you don't meet that standard, it's going to hurt your game. Yeah. It's not going away. This is going to be a plot line for the rest of the season for Marsha. I can feel it. I know it. Um, this is how the edit works. Hey, but if you got a plot line, you got more episodes and more screen time. So. And speaking of, let's check in on the twins. Oh. Uh, first off, they said their alter egos are not being included yet because uh, they also have salt and pepper. The bigger, the better with salt and pepper. I was like, no. <laughs> Whoever is your PR team, like, rein them in, please. <laughs> what else? What other characters could they have? I'm terrified. Yeah. Well, um, be on YouTube. <laughs> We're going to hear a lot of the queens like Jack say that these were canned bits. Sasha wants them to show the other side of the, them, which I thought was really interesting because in this Untucked, we actually saw the person behind um, uh, Selena who was actually more reserved and she didn't have that crazy loud voice. She was giving you the person behind it. And we're slowly getting to see the difference between the twins when they're in character and out of character. And it does happen to be a lot of the voice. Um, and I feel like we did see a lot of vulnerability and a lot of what they were complaining about is their story and not being able to tell their story and how, what their story is. The problem is they haven't even told any in the cast what their story is. So they're having a hard time understanding how to be sympathetic. And then we're going to get a little bit, bits and bobs of their story where we're going to learn that her family doesn't approve of them. Um, they looked down upon them. They literally were forced into the closet uh, when they were playing as Sugar and Spice. And, it, and again, going back to Lucy's story, these are real stories. We hear about it from queer people all the time. How much of it is it real and how much is it put on? Because that's the problem with Sugar and Spice. I don't know what to believe. I don't know what to believe either, but what I do believe is that they're from Long Island. They're from a affluent part of long island correct they they went to fit as far as i know like in new york city for they have a degree in photography as far as i know um because i've been following them since before they did drag and they were cooper and luca Mm -hmm. i watched their youtube channels you know got to know them through that before sugar and spice Um, you know, I watched their videos of them driving around in the cars, getting fast food and stuff. And, um, and they started doing drag and hair and costumes cost a lot of money and their drag is very expensive. Like, you know, I just, there's nothing wrong saying maybe TikTok, YouTube paid for a lot of this. Yeah. But I think what you're alluding to about the Long Island affluent area, um, that's my feeling as well. And I don't know what to believe. Maybe they did have really, really terrible upbringings. um, But from everything that I've been aware of about them, it's never come out before. And we know how influencers work on social media, especially in the age of YouTube. You get those sob story headlines of, oh my God, my family hated me. And then 10 minutes into the video, oh my God, we had a lovely childhood and everything was great. We never got that from them when they did the YouTube videos. Mm -hmm. So maybe there is something there, but if there was actually trauma, I think they would have exposed it by now. 
Well, I'm really curious to see how things are going to play out now that they, Absolutely. they are separated because, you know, their best friends are together every single day. They have every waking moment together. And like the fact that they're going to be separated now, is it going to be like spice is going to be like a fish out of water or is spice going to be like, I'm learning all these new things about myself that I never had time to really dive into or think about, or like grow my drag, you know, because you're going to have literally RuPaul there, like as a mentor, as someone who's giving you constructive criticism, like, you know, drag race changes a lot of these competitors drag for the better. So if spice spends a lot more time there, like, is she going to develop more as a performer? I don't know. I guess we're just going to have to watch and see what happens. Yeah, absolutely. I think you're absolutely onto it. Um, I mean, we did have this discussion about one being a dominant twin, which I think is a real thing. Cause I definitely have those twin friends who one of them is the favorite, the other's not. Um, but yeah, I, I, I'm excited to see spice on her own. And when it comes to the revealing of what Sugar would have worn on the show, I hope they do it separately because now they are separate. I hope they now realize we are in the same universe, but can go on two different paths. That's my hope and pray. We'll see what happens. But for now, Sugar is going to be spiritually ugly and go eat junk food. It's like, there's nothing ugly about you, you fucking Twinkie bitch. (sighs) You're stunning. You're hot. You'll be fine. Literally. I got some burning questions to wrap this podcast. Are you ready? Sure. What is Sugar's legacy? Sugar's legacy. I mean, Sugar, Sugar and Spice have created such a distinctive brand for themselves. They have like a massive following. They're so young, Mm -hmm. so young. Um, Unfortunately, I think that they're going to be clumped together a lot of the time. They're going to be booked together, but I could see them, you know, doing way more content on TikTok, um, doing lots of press. I could see them, you know, going to events, walking in fashion shows, doing photo shoots, but I, I'm, it's, they're always going to be together. It's never going to be just spice or just sugar. And if it was, you know, if I could see something for sugar, I would love to see her start her own like baking YouTube channel where she's baking sugary cookies mm-hmm. and like having like drag queen guests come over and bake with her in the kitchen and like have like a series like that. Like, I think that would be super cute for her. Yeah. I, I, I think her legacy was that she was um the cutesy twin the 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 blonde twin and the twin that just was not as successful as the other one and that's that's just how the reality tv show goes um there have been other twins in reality tv um i'm a huge survivor fan we had the twins um natalie and nadia on survivor blood versus water one of them went out first the other one won the season you can be different it's it's fine it's good it can happen my next question is who won the week? Not necessarily who won the actual week, but of the episode, who had the most dominating positive performance? Who was the winner? I mean, really Lucy LaDuca. Yeah, I agree. This was Lucy's episode from start to finish. She got all of the airtime and all deserved. Um, keep an eye on her. Yep. That's my, what I have to say to her. Yep. 
It's a design challenge next week. They're going to be put into fashion houses. Very apropos for you. Who are you worried about? Spice. Yeah, because uh, she don't make anything, I don't think. I don't think she even does her own hair. I think Sugar does the hair. Uh, um, sugar sews. Uh, I don't think Spice sews. Um, I am worried for some of the pageant queens, like Malaysia. I don't know if she can build a garment. Um, I think Marsh, if Marsh is going to win a week, like this should be the week she wins. Right. Um, Lucy she should be doing well. Ready to wear. Exactly. Lucy should do well because she wears, she makes a lot of what she wears. Yeah. Uh, Jack should be able to do well because she makes a lot of what she wears. Yeah. Um, I'm excited and, to see what this I is going to be. I do think, I do think that Marsha, Lucy and Jax all have like very unique style and taste. Yes. So like, this is the, a problem with a lot of the design challenges. I, I noticed this, especially on last season where Diabetti had the sewing skills, but Rue just didn't like her taste. Yes. So I think that's going to be kind of the defining thing, like the standout. It's not necessarily like the skills because we know these queens have the sewing right. skills and capabilities. It's going to be about design and style right. and and it looks like they're tearing apart rooms so they all have to literally be in fashion houses and and have elements of the same things right so that's going to be a really cool element to see because we obviously kind of in uk4 saw a challenge similar to that yeah but honestly working in a team for design challenge is my own personal nightmare mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> all right after four episodes the winner of the season is sasha colby Listen, I think Sasha Colby is up there. What Rue said to Mistress, I am now not counting that bitch out at all. I wouldn't count her out either, but Sasha Colby. I Listen, I think it's time for a big girl to win the U.S. season. I think Mistress is the one that could do it. But you know what? It's probably going to be Sasha Colby. Let's be real. I mean, there are a lot of things we're waiting on in the U.S. season, but. Literally. Maybe we'll get um, there in uh, season 38. 70. Yeah, yeah, we got there. All right. Where can we find you on social media, Venmo, and any projects you want to plug? Yeah, sure. So on social media, you can find me on Instagram at Vicky Deville. I'm also on Twitter at Vicky Deville. And I go on TikTok one time a year. So if you're inclined to, you can follow me at Vicky Deville Drag on TikTok. Um, and I do have an upcoming show um march 9th at boxers and hell's kitchen it is the endless summer vacation album release dance party um hosted by reese havoc um performances by reese myself and peaches um with dj mitch farino it's going to be a huge miley celebration so if you're a smiler check out my instagram i'll post all the details there reese havoc ruined my life <laughs> she's I the buy this daughter yes, i never had literally oh my god i mean speaking of miley is spice gonna make an appearance oh my god could you imagine i actually so before uh spice was cast on drag race i messaged her and i was like girl you gotta come to my miley show in brooklyn she's like oh my god i want to go so bad but she had just moved to la so it didn't work out unfortunately oh well well maybe, so I, maybe if, she'll make an appearance yeah if sugar and spice ever come to brooklyn I mean, any, if any of these season 15 girls come out to Brooklyn, I'd love to go see them. Yeah. 
Well, it is always a pleasure having you on the show. Thank you so much for talking Snatch Game with me. Of course, I was so happy to. Thanks for having me. A huge thanks to Vicky for coming on. Subscribe on your favorite podcast platform and leave us a review while you're there. And don't forget to visit buymecoffee.com slash blog talk to show support for the pod. If you have any questions or comments, drop me a line at theaterthenow.com via our question link. Like, listen, love. Until next time, I'm Michael Block, and that was Block Talk. Thank you.